Our great Heavenly Father, we are in the Sabbath school work. And Lord, I, I'm just, you just put something in my mind, what pa Pastor Cameron shared during Sabbath school, that quote in, in, um, in Sabbath school workers, Lord, this is a vital work. It needs to be uh, thought out. It needs to be prepared. It needs to be have con commitment. Our souls, we have to have a passion. We have to have a vision. We've got to be reaching out, not only to those who who walked in the door for the first time and knows nothing about uh, Adventism and, and the beautiful truths that we have, but those who have been lifelong members who are frozen in their pew and and uh, just... They're, they're 20 years in the, uh, spinning in the same place. Lord, uh, there's so much we can do. Lord, give us wisdom. Lord, we, you will give us the talents. If we move, you will, you will help us. And so just be with us as we study today. In Jesus' name, amen. You're teaching more than the lesson. We shared that. Okay, I want to go over the, the, uh, the uh, different, what's, what we did yesterday, those who weren't there. And just a reminder, we talked about a vision and leadership. It, where, where it, was, it says where there's no vision, the, the people perish. So you have to have the vision. You as, I, I talked to the superintendents, but you know, I want to share with you, as Sabbath school teachers, you are many superintendents. You, you are part of that chain of command. And so you've got to have a vision. It's got to be more than just studying the Sabbath school lesson. What are the uh, three parts or four parts of Sabbath school? Let's see if we can, you guys can recite that. This needs to be high in your mind. Bible study. Bible study. That's, that's the obvious and, and is the basic element. Bible study, yes. Mission. Mission, and that goes back to what Pastor Kelly, if you're moving or your missionary movement, your church will grow. As you serve other people, does your Sabbath school serve, church, your Sabbath school class serve anybody but you? Is it introspective or does it have an outreach? Once you turn that around, then your, your class will, will grow. Yes? What are some ideas? Okay. I tell you what, uh, I'm going to stay with my schedule. What are ideas? Let's put, let's 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 bring this out. In fact, I think on one of our days, I think you'll see here. What after one of the topics is is after the bell ring is after closing prayer is Sabbath school over, and that's exactly the point. Uh, hold me responsible. Uh, did you write that on the list? If you don't, write that down because I will add that into a future seminar. Yes, Jack. He said barbecue. He's actually, he's the one that suggested. Yes. Kim, Kim, Kim is, is my note taper. Will you take, if we come up with any suggestions, would you write those down and give them to me? I know she, she, she'll do that for me. So she did it four years ago for me. Yes, I will come back to that. We do stuff like that, like barbecues, uh, campfires, game nights, all that, you know, my Sabbath school. But we only, um, we only satisfy us. Our okay. So he was he was saying I'm doing this for the tape, but it also reinforces the the point. He says they're doing inward stuff. I think that's what I'm hearing you say, but they're not doing outreach. So they're doing fellowship. They're doing fellowship. Yeah. 
And so how do you do the mission? And so, Kim, we'll, I will do, do some thought on that and I will incorporate. We may have extra sessions. We've done it before. And, and if we have questions that are not answered, we will research them. I will bring you back something. And it will be on the tape for sure. So thank you. So, what's your name again? Jason. Jason, what's the last name? Gray. Gray, G-R-A-Y. A-Y. Gray and Deborah. Deborah. Jason and, and Deborah. We have to answer that question. That is a vital question. That is one of the go th three goals, which is missions. How do you reach out? How do you reach out to your community to, to, to make SAB school witnessing? And the other part of missions, and that is, that is so, J Jason, people do not ask. Most, how many SAB school teachers ask that question anymore? <coughs> What's that? Uh, how do, what do we do to reach out to things? They aren't even asking that question. I mean, they are, but not, it, it's a minority. And our numbers are re reflecting it. The reason why our membership is so low is we aren't reaching out. Right. Well, of course, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. <laughs> yeah, but she said, uh, so, so say that again. Well, the harvest is plentiful, so the workers are The harvest is plentiful, but the... So And, and you, because we're not reaching out, the, and the, but I tell you what, you know where the most joy is? Is reaching out. The, the part that is the most rewarding part is when you're bringing somebody to Christ. You're mentoring them. I told you about the, my friend who walked into the thing three years ago, two weeks from now. He walked in, I saw him underneath the light in the lobby just looking lost. He went from being lost that now he is a baptized member and he is leading the effort of, of, of taking uh, to the Holland Tulip Festival. He took 3,500 gift packages with the, with the witnessing book for this thing, a strong tower radio card, and a little, little treat there to, to the Holland Tulip Festival. He went from standing under the light looking bewildered to having a vision. That's what your SAB schools, you need to put, bring them in and include them. Then we're going to look at tomorrow, uh, today, I got these, these goofed up. I'm sorry, I did this, I goofed up. The, uh, that's actually, that's actually tomorrow's presentation. Today is the power of a question. I, I have learned, and I am still learning, if you, if you listen to what I'm saying, I try to incorporate questions rather than statements. Questions are more effective teaching than statements. You have to make a declaratory. You have to bring things together at the end. But the questions get you to that point where you can make that. You earn the privilege. The earn the privilege with a question to give a declarative answer. Tomorrow we'll have different ways to teach. You know what? We, we like to teach the way we learn. If you like to learn a certain way, you're a very visual person, guess how you're going to teach? You're going to teach visually. If you like to, to read and, and to listen, you're going to teach listening skills. You're going to teach in a listening pattern. We, that's what these seminars do. Somebody said to, to me, well, I, are you doing the same seminar you did four years ago? It's because, you know what, this, the, the, the message is still true. And the question is, have you implemented everything we, we taught last time, you know? 
And I guarantee you that if we have this next year, I will. there are 12 segments to this training. This is part of Sabbath School certification process. I haven't, I haven't waved that out there, but it is part of the process. We can't complete it all in this particular week, but we'll, maybe we just need to have Sabbath School seminars around the conference. And, and they are willing to do that. Uh, the new leadership and the last leadership wanted to do it too, but I think that these guys are going to get it done. So, what's that? On that, is it going to be looking for host churches? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and just like I, I'm dynamic and I'm organic, yeah. and uh, Kim, yes. <laughs> things to do. We're going we're gonna to go forward with that. So the next one, and I wish I would have done, the, you know, confession is good for the soul, but hard on the reputation. I wish I would have put, after the power of the question, those are reversed. I tried to fix it. That's what I did. They're reversed. Difference of teachers. Wednesday's session, I'm going to be back on schedule, is, is the listening. Listening is the thing that we do, we, we're the worst at. We are pretty good at talking. In fact, I shared yesterday, we have, you can go to college classes. You can get, you can get credits for, for going to a speech class. That's been a long time in, in education. But where do you find a listening class? So don't miss the listening session because half of the, you'll learn how important listening is. And I'm trying to listen to you, Jack. <laughs> then uh, fellowship after the closing prayer. And, and Jason, that's, that's, the fellowship has a twofold purpose. Not only is it, is it knitting and bonding, but it's also outreach. It's also outreach too. So we're going to talking about what the broader, it's more than teaching the lesson. And uh, superintendent's role and a, a summary. And we may do the give and take session again. So we'll see, and Friday we'll try to pick up anything that we, we want, still want to cover. So you're teaching more than the Sabbath lesson. Is that a change of thought to you? Is that a new thought that you're doing more? Praise the Lord. The, I'm speaking to the choir. I see heads nodding and so on and so forth. The four goals of Sabbath school, faith or Bible study, the spiritual experience, fellowship, Christian hospitality, and missions. And I revised this to be the community. That's your, your influence of your local church. And the other one is worldwide missions. And I ask you this question. In your Sabbath school classes, in your Sabbath school program, is missions still there? Is it still there? And if it isn't still there, what are you going to do about it? You're on the Sabbath school council. You may or may not be a Sabbath school superintendent. But that doesn't mean you don't have an influence because you are a member of the Sabbath School Council, especially if you're an adult teacher. Before we get started, there are resources available for you. One of them is the Sabbath School Toolbox. This is online, you can download it. Go to the Sabbath School website, the Sabbath School, uh, I think it's the General Conference website, and you can download this information. And this is just an example of some of the, one of the issues of the Sab School Toolbox. So what we did, I'm just doing a quick review of what we did last time, is uh, the, a prerequisite to being a teacher. Don't ever be so desperate 
that you put somebody in there just to put them in a spot. Just to fill the spot if you have to. It's best to have small groups, but if, you're, if your teachers are not qualified, don't have them teach. If they don't have a relationship with God, don't put them up there. They're going to lead your people in the wrong direction. Sabbath being a leader is a responsibility and a privilege. It needs to be respected. It needs to be upheld. When I have, when I talk, I, I'm now working with pastors on a regular basis. But in my heart, whenever possible, I use their title to speak to them. I know that's not popular. You say Ron Kelly, Mark Howard, whatever. I tried to say Pastor Howard. It's not for them, it's for me. It's for me that I am respecting authority and, and leadership and supporting it. And it's a privilege to be a Sabbath school teacher, but it has a definite responsibility. And I don't want you to do what we talked about last time, how I went to, uh, to Hilton Head, I think it's South Carolina, at the Sabbath school. The lady didn't even know that she had the Sabbath school program. She forgot the schedule. You can tell how closely attentive she was to her job and her responsibility. And then distinguish the motives. Have a pure motive why you're doing Sab School. And if you have that focus of bringing people closer to Christ, first-time members or lifetime members doesn't make any difference. Everybody needs Jesus. They need a closer walk. And uh, don't despair. After we say all this, you say, oh man, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing, I'm not doing everything they're talking about. Pam, Pamela is, is uh, her and her husband, um, share, and I, he, he graciously let me be a, a, one of his Sabbath school teachers, and I don't do all these things all the time. I fail, but I get up and do it again, and then next week I try to do better. So it can be taught, but if you don't study it, if you don't try, you'll never do it. So you're a change agent and you're influencer. We talked about Aaron. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm doing summary, so I'm not using as many questions. But what did, who, what did we say about Aaron? Was Aaron a good leader or a bad leader? He was bad, but he was also good. He was good most of the time, but when a critical time came, he was, he was actually standing in Moses' place, and he failed miserably. The one time he needed to be a good leader, I mean, if, if he's not second in control, he's a priest under, under uh, Moses, and Moses kind of corrects him in line, but when he was the only guy on the spot, he was the highest ranking officer, he completely failed. Why did, why did Aaron fail at his critical moment and led the people into to sin, or allowed them? He didn't lead them into sin, he allowed them to go to sin. He didn't lead, he listened. He, that's right, he wasn't a leader. And some, when you're a leader in SAB school, are you always, do every, does everybody love you? No. no. And if they love you all the time, there's a problem with that because you're probably having a little bit of Aaron in you. Yeah, I, I think Aaron must have done a pretty good job when he went with Moses because mm -hmm. he was in completely unfamiliar territory when he went and interpreted for Moses. From so Moses, uh, he's, he's, I'm just repeating, that Aaron uh, was a great benefit, and, and he was, he just, it's just, we remember his failure. We don't remember his strengths, but we are leaders. I see Jack, and I said Jason. Jason? Uh, 
yes. I, I, our Sabbath school, we have There's 13 a, people. 13 people, okay. And we can disagree without... Being disagreeable. Disagree. Without making someone feel... Um, it does not have to be a dictator. Amen. We do not have Amen. To, uh, you can agree, and we have taught each other. We have uplifted each other. We have taught with grace and love. It does Amen. not have to be, I'm boss, I'm No, boss, no. But there's a time that you have to stand up. Yeah, there's a time. you can do it with love. With the love. And the, the, the leader needs to be a facilitator in the background as much as possible. Because a good leader has people moving and doing things all over the place. A, a, a good leader, he, he can, if at once you, the direction and the vision is cast, he can back off a little bit and be more in the shadows. I see two hands here. There's okay. times when we had people come into Sabbath school and totally disrupt the Sabbath school yep. with non-biblical points that they are driving home, that they're there to say that this is what's in the People describe, disturb. Believe, they're disturbing class. With, you with, have to take over the class and, and not let that continue. So do you, do you be a Moses or do you be an Aaron at that moment? You, you need to be, to be a Moses. Moses. You have to be in control in a nice way. But yeah. firmly and nicely, and that's some of the greatest challenge you have. But that's one, sometimes that's where the drift comes. That's is in our Sabbath schools is because somebody didn't stand up one day and say, Brother, uh, have you checked that out with scriptures? Is that a nice way of saying it? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times, and that comes back to what our topic is today, and I'll get with Pam and, and Jack, is a question. You can deflect or, or redirect that and say, uh, and where do you find that? Or... You know that um, when would be a good time that we could discuss this? Mm -hmm. uh, that looks like it's a topic of why, when would be a good time that you and I one-on-one -on -one can discuss this. And so, Pam, you have a comment? Uh, questions. I personally am naturally a statement maker. Okay, I, 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 Pam says that she is a statement maker, and so today is going to be a great class for you. Amen. And, but I was thinking that um, Daniel, Daniel was, um, he didn't have any fear of the people. Yes, Daniel didn't have fear. He could have died and thrown, I mean, he went in a lion's den. He, he so loved the truth and God that he feared not the people. Aaron feared the people. Aaron feared the people where Daniel feared God. Yeah. Jack. Okay. We're, we're planning for eternity. If you're only worried about this today's Sabbath school class, you've got a problem. We're, we're thinking about eternity. Uh, we're assistant pastors. You're the first responders. When you see, you see people not attending, even before they quit attending, you start hearing something is discordant. There's something not spiritually right with them. Do you have enough courage to follow up on them? Enough love what was Moses' position? What did he say to God for the people? What, what did Moses say? He was willing to die for the, take me. I will be, punish me. I will take their, their punishment. That's where, where, that's the servant leader that we need to have. Your counselor, your role model. Maybe showing up at prayer meeting is part of your role. Maybe it's not only being a Sabbath school leader, but maybe it's some of the midweek service and stuff. You're also a counselor. Stepping aside outside of class 
and counseling with a person. Sabbath school should be evangelistic. This was actually camp meeting in Dakota when camp meetings actually were evangelistic. And I think we're trying to get back to that point. How do you prepare for teaching? And I think you've already mentioned something. Can we have more of these seminars? Can we have them around the state? When we have them, can you encourage other people to come to them? When we go to these around the state, we'll have about the same amount of people here or less when we do it. And there, there are Sabbath school workshops um, at Camp Asabo. Are you willing, going back, are you willing to pay the price? I have people in my former, my past church that never ever went to a Sabbath school workshop. Never ever. What's that? Were they complete teachers? Did they, did they have a large audience? Yes. Were they good teachers? I'm going to let God explain that, okay? Uh, they had fellowship. They did some outreach. But for some reason, they weren't, didn't feel it was necessary to continue learning. Well, I, we we have they've been scheduled on weekends, but um, on Sabbath. I've, I've never personally yeah. heard of any. Okay. And so what we need to do is uh, we're regenerating. One of the things that happened is there's been a high turnover in the Sab School leadership, and uh, it takes my experience. I've been doing this for about four, twelve years or at least. I've lost track, and I've worked with with Sab School leaders. I'm I've lost. I'm, I can't even name the number I've worked with. And um, it takes them about two years to get up to speed. It's about the third year when they actually are really effective. And we haven't had any long-term leaders like that in a very, very long time. So we, these ideas, we go through these stages, but we never get to the higher return on investment. We don't, we don't get a consistent a pattern of statewide meetings and stuff. That has to change. It, it just has to change. And so stick with us, ask for it, look for it when it does happen. I'm sure about the second year, most of them do it, but we've had such a turnover, they never get to the second year. But that will change. I, I've taught the, the seminars, I've been a seminar speaker yeah, for it before. I just, yeah. I just have never even heard yeah. of a Sabbath school workshop or seminar. Yeah. Other, you know, obviously than today, but. Right. Right. And so, yeah, they said she, um, Jason's wife, Mrs. Gray, Deborah, Deborah said that uh, we uh, she, the, publicizing this, making them at convenient time. Sabbath school workshops are almost always on the weekend. They're almost always on the weekend. Yes, Jack. What is the notification uh, sent out? The, the notification. The. The, actually, they tend to do mailings to your superintendents. That's okay, usually. As a, as a superintendent, I don't remember getting one recently. Yeah, in the last year it's been vacant. We, we lost a year. This last year was a lost year. There, there has, there was, there's been, I know that I've been at, there's been ones at Camp Asabo, and uh, they were sent to the superintendents. I know it was. It was also put on the website, but it, communication, it's all behind us. 
uh, we can do we can do better. Right. We we can do better. And so, uh, like I said, we've started over about four times in in the last eight years. So, in the last year, that somebody told me that they've had five people appointed to the SAB school leadership in the uh, Michigan conference. I'm not complaining. I'm just stating. Print and online resources, like I said, the toolbox and, and such. There's materials out there. There's books in the ABC. And then the, a very important one is find somebody who's doing it right. Find a mentor and, and go observe that. That's the last one is go observe. That's what I did I, when I was superintendent. I would, especially with, the, you, know, you know the two departments that are hardest to fill? What are the two departments hardest to fill I found? Cradle roll is the, and I, I was totally surprised. Cradle roll is, is sometimes harder than the youth department. Those two departments are the hardest to fill. And what I would tell the people, go to, I would know successful Sabbath school teachers, and, and I would actually, I would find a substitute for them so that they could go and, and uh, see the SAB school, and then I would, I would meet with them, counsel with them, what did you learn, what can I do, what would you like to do, how much money do you need? Yeah. And that's one of my theories is, is if somebody's willing to do it, give them money. Don't let money be, a, and, and what happens in your children's divisions and the lower divisions, it tends to be uh, the people who are willing to do it are usually they have the lowest income. And they're the ones, they are willing to do it, but they, they need, if. You, I tell you, your volunteer is more valuable than the money that you spend on most volunteers. And so don't, don't uh, muzzle the person that's willing to do that. Is preparation a one-time thing? And we talk, I'm still working on review, and I'm going to move on to the other one. How do you prepare? Uh, you maintain, how do you keep that preparation? You maintain it. Continuing education. If any of you are in professions, if you're a nurse, if you don't do... Uh, in the medical profession, if you don't do certification, they're going to, your, your license will, be, will not be renewed. If you're in teaching and you don't do certification, you don't keep up and maintain, you will not be renewed. And in many uh, organizations now, education is becoming more and more important. Why not in the most important place? In spiritual development, in the church, shouldn't uh, uh, preparation, you maintain, you improve, you look at new ideas, you look to how to improve yourself, new medias, different class meet their needs, the evangelistic, and the steps are, and I put that question, but I'm going through it, prayerfully consider what you need to do. I tell you what, this seminar is driving me to my knees because I feel responsible to giving you some food. And so I pray, and I'm, I'm praying more. I pray when I go to bed, I pray when I get up, and, and I, and such for preparation except if you've been led been asked to do something do whatever you hand find it to do do with all your might accept that responsibility be willing willing to put in the extra time that that role I mean I got up at five o'clock to do this I worked on this till I went to to bed last night and now this is a this, I've done this presentation three or four times Rest in his direction. There's a time that you need to have peaceful rest and say, Lord, I've done all I can do. Now it's in your hands. Take it. It's yours. Session two, power of a question. 
Now we're ready for today. Do you have to be a natural teacher to be a successful teacher? What's that? You need to be a gifted teacher. Gifted by the Holy Spirit. I, I, I say, man, where's, where's Ron going with that one? You, you have to be gifted by the Holy Spirit. Do you agree with that? Yes. That's one of the spiritual gifts. You know, this is thing that can be trained, it can be learned. Yes, Jack? You just said what I was going to say. You, if you're, you have a calling from God to help, yep. even if you aren't a teacher, like I'm not a teacher, but with help from God, I can learn how to. With a gift from God, you can do it. And I totally feel the same way. I totally agree with you. Can you teach, teach an old teacher new questions? <laughs> Talk about turning that uh, thing on a phrase. Just by asking the question. That's right. And, and old does not need to be in age. Old can be somebody who's stuck in their way. Okay. It could also be a person with an inflexible mindset. Can you teach a person who, who's with inflexible mindset a new way of questioning? Who is the father of questioning? Very good, Kim. You remember, you're good retention. Who was it? Socrates. And we're going to talk about it. Socrates uh, gave a lot of good things, but there's some things that... Uh, you need to take the good and the bad of Socrates. But he was a powerful teacher. Not always, he wasn't always in God's direction, but he was a powerful teacher. Why, what is a three-letter word, word that begins with W? Why? Why? And that's just one of a number of questions. What letter does most questioning words begin with? W. Kim got that one right. And here's your challenge. Can you teach a SAB school class with only questions? Jack says yes. I want to challenge you. This is a summary statement, but try it sometime. And I'm trying today, <laughs> okay? Try to teach a SAB school class. And really what you do Here's, here's the bottom line, and I hope you don't walk out just after I tell you the answer, okay? Is that you, t you have a statement that you want to make, a declarative statement, a summary station, statement, and turn it into a question. And that's that easy. Whatever you want to say as a statement, turn it into a question. Yes, brother. What's your name? Orson. Orson, Orson. Socrates was a great teacher. Yeah, that my issue, I had a question generally with ideas. Ideas. Okay. When you ask questions, that, make, that can make many statements. So that means, that I think depending on the class, depending on the people in the class, that will change the dynamic. So you're saying the, the, the people, in fact, that's, um, that's what we're going to talk about in a future session. <laughs> it's coming up about two days from now, is you've got to teach to the class. So if you're teaching... Okay, and, and your, your, uh, English is not your native language, I don't suppose. French. It's French. Beautiful language, beautiful language. Spanish, beautiful language. But um, when you're talking in different cultures, you need to use different cultural cues and such. So yes, you, but questions is a universal, is a universal tool. 
So what is our topic today? Okay, so um, what questions can you ask? I got, what are six questions, what's, what are the key words that you can use? We've already identified, the, do, name off the W's. Why, what, when, where? You, you got it, you got, you got the ones I got. There, you're right, what? Well, I might as well just put, there's, now let's go with an H. Very good, you guys got them all. 100%. What, where, why, when, who. You know, if you use these words, you take a statement, you add this to the beginning, and put a question mark on the end, question mark on the end, you've got your question. It's that simple. What are we going to study today? Instead of say, what is a declarative statement? What would you say, Kim? We're going to study the mark of the beast. Okay, exactly. Okay, so Ron, what, how do you turn that into a question? Hint. <laughs> what are we going to study today? Start with that. Or wh what do you know about the mark of the beast? You know, especially, do not assume the people in your class know what you assume that they do. In fact, I've made the assumption I have, I don't even know if you are all Sabbath school teachers. I don't know if you're all, and I didn't take the time. I did this four years ago. I didn't take the time to find out how many of you are superintendents, how, many, how long you've studied. I've made a lot of assumptions about you because I didn't take the time. But in your class, don't assume that they've read the lesson. Don't, uh, uh, whatever. You, so how you get to that is through a question. It's kind of embarrassing when how many of you study the lesson, but once in a while, I don't know if I want to say that every week, but once in a while there's a time for accountability. And you know, if, if the class doesn't study the lesson, I know this is going to bring up a, in fact, I'm, I, I don't think I'll even open this up to discussion. But if the class doesn't, have you, you've taught a class and you, you can't get anywhere because the people haven't studied. You don't get very far when a person, when the class doesn't study. I'm not going there because of that clock. Can we compose questions that trigger responses? Can we do that? How many agree? Raise your hands. Okay, Deb, I didn't see your hand. Oh, so you're nodding. Okay, okay, there you are. Okay. Can we do it? Yes, we can. Can we distinguish between convergent and divergent questions? Question is, do you know what a convergent and divergent question is? Can somebody, I will give you an answer, but let's try that. Um, what is a convergent question? What does the word converge mean? It comes to a point, to something specific. It's all focusing in. In fact, well that doesn't show it there. It, 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 it narrows it down. What, what, what does divergence do? Which one will probably, let's put it this way. There's a place for everything, okay? There's a time for convergence. If you're doing a, a Bible study and you're trying to get a decision, what do you want to do? You want to converge, you want to focus, you want a specific answer. But for learning, for, for for expansion, do you use convergent or do you do divergent questions? Divergence. You're opening up the aperture 
instead of my 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 dear sister-in-law has RP and what happens her vision is this this wide but you we can be this wide in our teaching in our questioning in our convergent questions or can we be divergence and when you have when you have a divergent question if you have a convergent question who gets the benefit if you look at your class as a whole convergent question <coughs> the convergent question probably I'm making this a statement but a convergent question only works with half of your audience maybe not even half you, some of the people want a specific answer and you're converging and you're giving them the answer but a divergent class a question how much of your class do you potentially reach you potentially reach the whole class because they're they're at different levels of understanding and it, it's almost like the Holy Spirit can work with a divergent uh, with a uh, divergent question well, yes yeah I'll come back with you A divergent question. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Okay, so <clears throat> what he said is uh, he, he's thinking about a specific, almost divergent answer, and Conver convergent, and then uh, somebody gives a divergent answer, and he, he says, Oh, wow, this is like that, that was better than what I ever expected. Yeah. I'm going to run over and hit that, that question, then I'll come back this way. So yeah. You know, that's a good question. I think that uh, we, we've got to come, let's say, and I think there's a balance here. I don't think you want to throw out the, the divergent or the convergent. I think there's a place for everything. I, I really appreciate that focus. That, that, I mean, you're talking about half with convergent or maybe less, and more people understand the divergent, but you can bring it all together with the divergent leading into a convergent. I, mean, I, I, I like that. I'm, I'm, I, you're saying that you can use the divergence to bring to convergence eventually. Maybe there's a time, uh, and, and when's the right time? Maybe when you open up the Sabbath school class, it, maybe divergence is, is good. But as you're, when would be a good time to have convergence? When you're bringing it home. You know, you want, to have a, you want a person to, to come to convergence, you want to call for a decision. You don't want to be out there flying. At the end of the class, you call for an appeal, for a decision, for, for to, to do something in their life that they've not done before or dealt with. So eventually, I think, I, I stand corrected. <laughs> so there's a play. <coughs> but the thing is, we tend to default to, to convergent. Yes, sister? Well, is the both we use it in our Sabbath school class? They use both. You know, you look at your class, it's 80% more is studied that weekly, okay. then start with a divergent. So, okay, oh, okay, so what I'm hearing you say, and I appreciate this thought, mm -hmm. is that if most of your class has already studied, then you can go divergent. Yes. But if they haven't... If they haven't studied, <coughs> then it's the convergent. Start with convergent. What do you think of that? <laughs> That's good advice. I, I thank you. <laughs> it seems like work. Yes, I agree. Where, where's your church? Waterford Church. Thank you, sister. Yes, Jack. Don't you have to be careful, though, when 
have everybody that studies, or, or nobody studies, you typically don't have that class. You usually have a mix, correct? Right, right, right. So if you go day by day for those that didn't study, to give them the benefit of the lesson, what, what does that do for the person that's already studied? It's a disincentive. If you, if, yeah, yeah, and, and we aren't going to take too long, but I'm listening to this one. And we got into the topic you didn't want to get into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got into the topic I didn't want to go into. Yeah. I believe. That Write that down, Kim. That's one of our topics. A good teacher Please. comes to class prepared to teach a lesson that is studied and will inspire those that haven't studied Study to study. Because we can't keep coming to church, Sabbath school, in the last days with, with Bible studies got, that aren't studied. We're never going to make much We're progress. We're never going to make it. When I went to prison ministries, yeah. it was the best Sabbath school I'd ever been to. Prison ministry is best. The prisoners study. The people that are on the outside don't. Don't study. They come with a blank or one word. They give, they you, the they give you two lines. You need full size 11 by 13 pages Amen. to really study the lesson. And if you have a teacher that's teaching, it will draw some up to study and some not. And we can't keep going. I believe you never get any further. To the lowest common denominator. denominator. Two, two quick questions, and then we, we haven't hardly started questions. <laughs> yes, brother. Oh, I just was making the statement that, yeah, those prisoners probably had plenty of time. Prisoners had probably. Yeah. Oh, but they Which, had recreation that they could do. This is a prison. They had the gym. They had the computer lab. They so had they the had workshops. They had options. <laughs> it's, it's still a choice. Everybody yes, Kim. Everybody has time on their cell phone. They can read their lesson. Yeah, I'm all for saying if you don't, if Whoa, okay, I'm moving right along. <laughs> we can recognize the effectiveness of thought-provoking questions. Thought into your family. So you, so what I'm hearing is, is you, you're actually sensitive to your class, yes. and you meet their needs. But you all, you, but what did Christ? But the answer just came to me, and I, I can't follow up on that one. We should not judge. But, but, but what, what, we, we accept them where they're at, but we also want them to grow. If we leave them, if we make it comfortable and leave them in that place, we're doing them a disservice. Let's look at the Socrates, Socratic, how do you say it? Socrates, whatever, Socrates' method of questioning in Sabbath school. What is the most effective teaching tool? Question. question. Okay, what powers do questions have? Thought-provoking, Thought absolutely. Take us places where we haven't been before. Let me give you something. They control our lives. That's a pretty strong statement. It says it makes sense. Questions make sense out of chaos. Why is this happening to me? Hopefully you seek an answer after you've asked the question. Leads to insights. 
how <coughs> if you, our kids at the church school, they had a science fair and there was a method, but they had, they called it the big question. You have to have a reason or a purpose for what you're doing. Why am I doing? What am I trying to find? If you don't know where you're going, you don't have a question, then you, you can't get to an answer. You ha it, it leads to understanding. Can a what can a Sabbath school teacher use questions for? Leading students to solve problems. People, <coughs> a question, you, you've heard it. A person, I, I used to say that there was some people that they gave the same answer to every Sabbath school class discussion every single week. How can that be? How can you give the same answer? I think God loves us. Yes. But I mean, I've been to Sabbath school classes and so a question, can you, you know, and you want, you know what the, the best question is not the first question, it's the third or fourth question. Why is that? We're usually satisfied with the answer, the first answer. But learning doesn't take place at the first answer. It's about, you've got to ask three questions. I'm just using that as a rounding thing. You've got to ask that question, why, why, why? Why do you believe this? What does that mean? Or whatever, you've got to, it, we're satisfied with the first question. It leads question. In evangelistic series, how do they usually call for decisions? What, is, what, what technique do they use? The Q word. They use questions. Do you want to make a decision? It also calls for action. What are you going to do about it? You tell your kids this, actually. It's a powerful tool. Now that you made this mess, what are you going to do about it? You broke your toy or whatever. You broke the window. What are you going to do about it? That's a question. <clears throat> now that you've learned this, what are you going to do with this? What effect does it have on a member? It moves them beyond knowledge. Probably that's what our past generations, we got stuck in knowledge. What are you going to do with that knowledge? It moves them to faith. It moves them to action. What questions are you asking? Are you asking skinny questions? What is a skinny question? Yes and no answers. That's right. It's a yes and no answer. If your question only gets a yes or no, what are you going to do with that after they say yes or no? Yes? That, I appreciate that. The rhetorical question, the one you already know the answer. You need to the opposite of that, you need to answer or ask a question that they don't know. They haven't thought. In fact, one of the most powerful things, I was, I'll tell you a story. I was very dissatisfied in my job. I was working for ITT Technicals. They're out of business now, so I guess I can say that, right? They're bankrupt. But I worked with them for 12 years, and I was very dissatisfied. I was dissatisfied with, with the leadership. I felt that they were not doing the best for our students. I wouldn't think they were giving a good value to our students. I had a big question in my mind, why am I part of this organization? And so I went to Pastor Jim Mitchell, who's been a longtime friend of mine, and after the, one of the marriage retreats, and I said to him, I just feel so empty. I feel terrible. I hate my job. 
he asked me, uh, he says, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't want to tell you what I want to do. It's too grandiose. I'm embarrassed to tell you. He says, well, if you don't tell me, how do we know? <coughs> and finally, I relented and I told him what I really, what was on my heart. And then I, he followed up with another question. He says, oh, as soon as I did that, I said, but I'm not ready, I'm not qualified. And he responded with a question. Question number two, how are you going to get the train, how are you going to get qualified? I had not thought of that answer. I had been stuck in my problem of being dissatisfied for so long that I never got to solving the problem to do anything about it. That was a panic for a guy who, who tries to have all the answers and knows what he's doing. The pressure's on. I've been living in this, stuck in this thing. I've been stuck in this pattern for so long of hating my job, I wasn't doing anything about it. <coughs> I, I, finally I said, oh no, I'm right. The answer where I get the training is at ITT Technical Institute. You mean the Lord has me right where I'm supposed to be and I'm fighting it the whole time. <clears throat> then I said, I'm not ready. He asked the third question, how long will it take you? And that was another panic for a guy who has all the answers. I, I, my first answer was five years, but I never told him that because I didn't want to live with five more years. I, then I said one year. That's not enough, I'm not ready yet. And I said, two years. It was interesting, that leading, those three leading questions told me, I'm right where I need to be, I, uh, I'm happy I'm here, and I'm gonna do the best I can. I went out of that meeting completely changed. Three questions changed my life. And it was interesting, I almost got fired one year after that, and I said, Lord, what's wrong? I have, two, I have one more year of, of this, this two-year training class. Fat questions. <coughs> Fat questions do not come up with a, a single yes or no answer. He, the questions, did, did Elder Mitchell give me a skinny question or a fat question? Those three questions, were they, they skinny questions or were they fat questions? They were fat questions. They, what did they do? Did I say yes or did I say no? I had to think about it. That's what your Sabbath school class has to have. Convergent or divergent, I think we pretty well understand it. Um, convergent questions come together, that's yes or no. Come up with standard answers. That's what you have in your Bible textbooks uh, for years past. In your, it used to be that way, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. It has the obvious answers. That's what happens with your kids if they've been in our system for a long time and they know all the answers, but they, their heart hasn't been changed. They need to have a divergent answer, but they need to eventually have a convergent question, say, what are you gonna do about it? A variety of questions, none of which are characterized by a right or wrong answer. I have a little bit of a problem with that. I think that divergent, there is, we live in right and wrong. God has, has a right and wrong answers, so I think that is a tool, but I think at a point that you have to state, you have to state God's law. God's law has, there is 10 commandments, it's not 11, it's not four, it's not one, it's, it's 10 commandments. Um, 
Name some question words. Oh, those are right there. Who, what, when, where, why, whose. We didn't say that one. That's a new one. Whose is this? Whom? Very good. I'm glad you're catching those. Pep up your questions. In your lesson, this is the application. See, maybe even this. Make your, maybe you can do this for your class. Say, hey, listen, class. I, am, I went to the seminar at camp meeting, and I'm trying to use questions. I learned how important questions are. They're very powerful, but I have trouble using them. And I want you to kind of maybe keep score for me. And, and if you have a blackboard or whatever, and whenever, I'm going to put the questions here. I'm going to have a how, and I'm going to have these various questions. And whenever I do it, uh, will somebody keep track and, and just kind of mark it off and see how I'm doing? Just kind of an incentive. How many questions can I ask? But how questions that allows your members to see various points of view. <coughs> Some people, and we all have ethnic center, centrality. We're ethnocentric. And we think of things in our way. We think of things as men. We think of women. We think of based on our age or whatever. How would that person feel? It helps you see somebody else's point. What if? Here's your questions. As hypothetical. What if this happened? What if you were born in this situation? What if you were Mary Magdalene? What if you were this? Allows speculation. Gets you out of your rut. Should you? And should is... Uh, allows ethical discussions, ethical choices. How should you deal with this particular thing? See if you can get all these questions into one SAB school lesson. When you do, give yourself a star. Which one? Which one it organizes thought? That, in some ways, that's a semi-convergent question. It organizes thought. And why? Explore the cause to effect. And then we're finally getting to Socrates in the last six minutes. Socrates lived a long time ago, 469 he died. What important, he gave many uh, thoughts to Western civilization. They weren't all spiritual. The Socratic method solves a problem by breaking it down into a series of questions. In some ways, that's what Elder Mitchiff did. He, he broke down uh, in, into a series of questions and answers which, at, what, what are these series of questions, what did, what did it lead me to do? It led me to action, it led me to convictions, it, it moved me forward. It leads you to an answer. And you know what? You, uh, with the Socratic, Socratic method, you don't have to have the answer. Sometimes it's a decision. When it's a decision, you don't have to make that. You don't have to have the answer. Your classmate has to have that answer. And you're just facilitating them to that. Uh, and this is his quote. I cannot teach anybody <coughs> anything. I can only make them think. I cannot teach you anything. I can uh, cause you to think. Ask, why do I need to know what do I need to know to solve this problem? This is, this is a scientific method. What do I need to know to solve this problem? Use it to solve the problem. Find out what you need to know, and then use it to solve the problem. The power of a question. Is this right? Is this right? 
that places, this is a question, is this right? When a person gives you a answer that's off base and, and uh, divergent and the, away from the lesson, is this right? What do you think is a power question? These are power questions. It probes the student's understanding. What do you think about this? How many times have you heard a Sabbath school teacher use this? I've heard it occasionally, but it's not a regular thing. Here's six questions. There's clarification. What were you thinking? There's assumption questions. There's rational, reason, and evidence questions. There's viewpoints and what do you think about it? That's perspective questions. There's implications. And this is important. Uh, if you do this, if you continue on that path, uh, if you um, continue using marijuana, what do you think will happen? What do you think will be the end results of this? Question the question. And this, is, this could take a, a discussion on that. Conceptual questions uh, are clarification questions. I tell you what, I'm not going to be able to finish this today. I'm going to wind up and we'll find a place to, to pick up the rest of these questions. Um, we'll have a bonus session somewhere along the way. We'll find a way to finish this and, and such. Now that we've had class today, uh, we've had this session, what did you learn today? Notice that was a question. So what did you learn today that you didn't know before? The way to apply different questions? Convergent or divergent? Other things you learned today? Learn the W's, and I think, and for us alumni, is we, we went over this once before, but uh, is there room for growth? Can we do better? Can we do more? And that's like me going through these continuing education. I went through that cycle about four times. I went to that class 101 four times, and I found out, oh, that slipped out, or I never, ever tried to do that before. I think this is what I want to challenge you, is this is one of the takeaways to take back your Sabbath School questions. How can I use the question in my class? It's the most powerful tool. We'll continue studying this a little bit later. You've been a good class. Did everybody sign in? And if you haven't signed in, and if you have questions, please give them to Kim. Kim is, is my, my secretary here. She, she does a wonderful job. She, she likes to keep me on track and if I don't if I don't give my answers she will ask me to do from past experience she will hold me responsible so I love being responsible in your bonus class um, deal with the subject of okay when you open up a bonus class broad open-ended question open-ended question that can diverge into something that mm, may be a little controversial, controversial. How, do you bring how do you bring them back from the controversy that's a good point. Well, God bless. We're going to close with a word of prayer right on time. I want to thank you for being here. Our great Heavenly Father, <clears throat> we have such a sacred responsibility here. And Lord, um, sometimes we think it's just studying the lesson. 
But Lord, we've, we've explored and, and we're convicted that it's more than presenting facts, but it is, it is basically getting decisions for eternity. And so, dear Lord, what, this, this seems like an awesome and almost beyond our capability. It's actually, we're a little scared. But Lord, a little fear keeps, gets us out of comfort level. But we also see a beautiful thing. Help us to remember that we are just your servants guiding your people uh, on a pathway to eternal life. And Lord, help our Sabbath school classes not to be a fraction of the worship service, but to be the uh, big brother of, of, of the church um, community. And that... Um, our Sabbath schools will embrace everyone. If we're weak in one area of fellowship, or if we're weak in, in um, outreach, Lord, um, that's on our hearts, and Lord, help us to fulfill it. And if we have to do more, Lord, teach us and give us the energy to do what needs to be done. I just want to thank you for these, and I know that the, these teachers will go back and they will serve you faithfully. In Jesus' name, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.